so if you could like create a perfect candidate for a loan, how much would they need to like supposedly put down for a loan? The perfect candidate? <laughs> I have a perfect candidate. I think someone with a heartbeat right now is a perfect candidate. <laughs> I, I, if you've got, you know, like with, with all the programs we have, it's a really tough thing to say, but if you have like $10,000 saved up, you're buying a house. Like you're a homeowner if you have 10 grand saved up. And that could be a myriad of different programs, down payment options, getting creative with the financing, getting creative with closing costs. But if you've got 10 grand, you're not being turned away. There's a, there's a program for you to buy a house. I think most people would hear that and be like, oh. Yeah, again, I thought it was a, like 30 a, to 40. That's attainable. No, when people call me and they say, well, we've got $50,000, I don't know if that's enough. I, I wanna like hang up the phone and do a backflip and call them back. I'm like, we can do this, <laughs> right? Because our goal again is to keep as much money in the bank as possible. Right, just because you have thirty, forty thousand dollars doesn't mean that you need to spend thirty or forty thousand dollars. If we can get you in the house and you still have ten thousand in savings or fifteen thousand in savings, we're going to work with you to get that to be a reality. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it should be. Don't don't put all in the house and now you're back to being like, well, now I'm stressed out again. Right. I'm in my lawn chair eating ramen noodles. I always advise an emergency fund too. There's some of my clients are should I put all of my money into it? And I'll advise them. What if there is a medical emergency or you need access to some liquidity? Um, so I always try to keep, you know, if I can, money in the bank so that they're not stressed. Yeah. Predictions. Um, I'll, I'll be totally honest. I was one of those guys at the end of 2022 saying, you know, Fannie Mae predicts, predicts that rates are going to be in the fives by 2023. And here we are going in the opposite direction. So it, I think it's really hard to predict. Mm -hmm. I think it's really hard. I think that there are a lot of smart people out there that are getting it wrong on the regular. So the only thing I'm saying is that it's going to change. Conspiracy theorists might be <laughs> It's going to change. I don't know. There, there's a lot to 2024. Mm -hmm. um, again, we I don't know if we're recording that earlier. We're talking about just the consumer price index. All the things that the Fed are watching are coming in better. So there's your reason to say rates should come down. We've got seasonality coming in the fourth quarter of 2023 where real estate kind of is a slower months anyway mm -hmm. that should help with some of the supply and demand issues we have right mm -hmm. so that should say at the turn of 2024 it's not unrealistic to think that rates are going to go down not getting political but it's an election year right mm -hmm. um, it's kind of hard to go out and campaign when rates are really high and inflation's a problem so will that kind of help ease some pressure by making things better at that point i just think that i personally think that there are a lot of factors that suggests that rates, in fact, will come down. One thing that's true, housing will lead into a recession and it will lead out of a recession. Mm -hmm. You can track that over the course of time, the last 30, 40 years, that's true. Yes. We were in a recession at the end of 2022 already, right? So we had already hit those months. Whether you called it or not. Whether or not Do somebody it? said it, we're in a recession. <laughs> Doug Duck with Fannie Mae, I think he it was yesterday, he had a, a CNBC video where he said, realtors and lenders are feeling really bad the results of a recession right now so we are there you start talking to some of your other friends in other industries yeah, it's there. you say that and and i i hear that on the news but it's not the reality of what i'm living i'm we're still selling houses you guys are we're seeing it if yeah. you track applications mortgage credit pulls mm -hmm. those things are down 
right? And the funny thing is, if you look at a wide scope, let's look, pull back and look at all, all of 2023. All right, but we're comparing today to the unicorn years. No, I'm looking if, at this year. No, okay, but if you compare to like 2017 and 2018, right. pre-pandemic, it's kind of normal. Kind of normal. Yeah. We have a more balanced market. Right. There's there's still low inventory, but it's growing inventory because houses are sitting, oh gosh, more than seven days. But it's not, you know, an alarming, like a 30-day market average for a listing is not awful. No, not at all. There, houses are still selling. There is a little bit more uh, uh, back and forth between buyers and sellers with negotiating. That's healthy. Right. What we saw for the last three years was not healthy. Not at all. And now now there's, I mean, we agents are actually working. We're, we're actually out there marketing our properties and, and working with people to try to, to make it happen. So for somebody who wants to buy a house, there are houses. It's lower inventory. I'm having to work harder. Right. But so what? So you I would know? say like, that <laughs> there's about five markets Mm-hmm. that are going to fall into the category of what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. If you look at Texas, Florida, the Carolinas, Tennessee, mm-hmm. here, yes, it's like, what recession? Pick up the phone and call someone in Chicago. Yeah. Call someone in New Jersey. Call someone in... The ones who are moving here. I just here. met with people from yeah. Illinois. Yeah, that, so it's mm-hmm. on a nationwide mm-hmm. housing is in a big-time crisis. We don't mm-hmm. feel it a lot because, like we talked about earlier, the demographics that exist in Atlanta mm-hmm. are prime for a great housing market. Right, which is good news for us. We should mm-hmm. celebrate that. So if you're watching this and you're in Atlanta, yes, you should be buying a house, right? It's a great time. But overall, we're lead, we already led into a recession. Mm-hmm. And with the coming of the new year, we should be leading out of it. Because as other industries start looking a little bit lower, right? If you look at auto workers are on strike, mm-hmm. right? There's the auto industry is now going to take a hit. You look at some building stuff and some financial stuff. Like, it's just, it's happening. Mm-hmm. But when that starts happening, what does the Fed always do? What's our answer? Let's lower rates so people can refi and save some money. So we're going to have that refi boom next year, which uh, that's why I think rates are going to come down. But with the lower rates, the sales prices are going to increase, right? It's a double-edged sword. <laughs> <laughs> that's a tough one. Um, demand, like a seesaw. demand will cause sales prices to go back up. So yeah. with lower rates, the people who have not purchased that have been sitting on the sidelines are likely to flood the market. At that point, sellers with multiple hope, offers, yeah. uh, multiple, and over the last couple of years, I think the buying public has been conditioned to throw it all in there. At 3%, it was different. Yeah. At 6 to 7%, Maybe not, but again, it's a healthier market than it was during pandemic. Yeah, I, I like for sure. Hundred percent. There needs to be the yin and the yang in place for for, you know, for our republic to work well. And there's a lot of people like the economists call. Uh, um, Oh man, velvet handcuffs. Yes, golden velvet. No, same yeah. thing. we if, velvet is the term, but it it's where you're kind of. Okay, look at my family. Are we in our the perfect house? No. Mm-hmm. But our rate's 3%. I'm not going to sell my house right now and go into mm-hmm. a 7.5% interest rate. So therefore, I am like kind of locked into my house. My, I have handcuffs on, but I'm comfortable. I'm mm-hmm. fine. They're velvet. It's, everything's okay. They're soft. So when the rates go down, what we hope is that those people who are like, well, I don't want to list my house. One, inventory's low. Two, I don't want a higher rate because I'm sitting here with 3%. When rates get to 4 or 5%, maybe even the low sixes, 
will see people list their homes, mm -hmm. right? So then that fixes, like you said, supply and demand. If you have more supply, demand goes, goes down. So therefore we shouldn't see 2020 where the house is listed for 500 and it sells for 625. Right. Right now we're seeing a slight uptick in inventory. Mm -hmm. It's still not enough. Now in certain price points, in certain areas, everything I'm saying is out the window because right. there are pockets that are still super, super hot. Um, no inventory and increasing prices. But for the whole metro Atlanta area, we're starting to see, you know, longer days on market and, a, and more inventory, which puts some balance in place, which is exactly what, what we're looking for. Absolutely. So I think one important comment too on people holding on to the three or 4% interest rate that they have is that number is very tangible. And so there's a lot of people that are hanging on to the three or 4% interest rate, but maybe their other debts are increasing because affordability, like you mentioned previously, yeah. is kind of low. So overwhelming credit card debt, um, auto loans, all these things that, you know, maybe a little bit more variable and maybe are causing pressure or burden on the people who are holding on to three or 4%, they might actually have a lower overall monthly debt payment if they were to have a 7% rate. So you're thinking those 22% rate credit cards are not a good idea? 29.99? Is that what they are now? Yeah, I looked at my Amex the other day, about fell out of my chair. Wow, wow. So for people who carry credit card debt or auto payments in excess to a certain point, sometimes selling and getting into a different home, wiping out their debt, assuming they can stay disciplined, their overall net worth and their, their overall financial picture could be improved could by improve. making that move. Absolutely. If they, you know, overwhelming credit card debt, the three to seven sounds scary, but again, 29% credit card debt, you know, you, if you sell your house and buy a new house with a 7% interest rate, but eliminate all the credit card debt, all your maybe student loans, all these other debts, because you have the appreciation from the last two years to use that equity, now maybe you're in a better financial spot. That is the best argument for buying a home sooner rather than later than than anybody i mean that's what we need really, to shout yeah. from the rooftops because somebody who buys now in three to four years like they're just going to be way better positioned mm -hmm. yeah. yeah i mean i think it, again just to reiterate what we said earlier it's speaking with the lender sooner than later as early as possible so that you can have the financial picture to create a game plan to work on your credit i'll get i'll let you know exactly hey do xyz in this amount of time your credit will likely be here and that's going to be a better position. In addition to that, it's, you know, getting down and actually making a budget so that you can save because people our age, I'll say, are oh, very yeah. unwilling to make a budget. Starbucks is really good. Starbucks is great. Your friends spontaneously say, hey, it's the weekend. Let's go out and have, right. you know, beverages or have fun. And, you know, you don't think about it when you're in that moment, how much you're actually spending. But if you can commit to a budget, then you'll know exactly how much you're saving each month and then that can be stockpiled into your down payment for the future. Or you ask mom and dad <laughs> for help, the bank of mom. But to create the budget, to start the budget, definitely talk to a lender, Supreme Lending, Luke and Kale, um, to just get that ball rolling. Cause I think too, people your age, even more so than people my age, they're so apt to go online to find the information they're looking for. Oh yeah. And what I think is important to introduce you both to say, these are real people who are really working and really wanna to get to know and help. And having a relationship with somebody in the industry is of paramount. 
fine, do all your, your preliminary work online, but then make the call and, and talk to somebody who actually cares and knows what Absolutely. to do. And I would say it's not that hard. Like yeah. that's, that's the good news, it's really not that hard. You can talk to people, Luke and I, we can put together these budget plans and, and tell you, okay, if you wanna spend this much on a house payment, then you need to be looking at this price point. But utilize YouTube as well. Because most people, again, if you said how much are your expenses every month, they don't know, right? So I think that's step one, is how much are your obligations every single month right now? What is, what is that number, right? If you don't know that number, then you can forget about even trying to make a budget. So just finding out what are your obligations day one, Mm-hmm. and then how to project going forward, then you can actually save stuff. And most of us get discouraged because... Well, it's hard. We're not, yeah, it's hard, but you know, it, it looks small. Right. Right. But again, it, it's like you, sometimes you just can't see the forest of the trees where if it's small, something is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Two years are going to pass regardless. Why would you not save $100 a month for two years, then save nothing and just waste it all, mm-hmm. right? So it's just... We need to mature a little bit as people. What? If we matured a little bit and we just did, we put our big boy pants on, then, uh, and I'm speaking in the mirror, by the way. Like, yes. I'm looking at myself and I'm like, we all need to do this. Yes. But again, it's something is better than nothing. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you found this insightful and helpful. Follow us on YouTube and on wherever you listen to your favorite podcast for more helpful information. I'm going to sign off. I'm Deborah Morton with Clario Real Estate. I'm Kale Orge with Supreme Lending. Let us know how we can help. Lou Kale with Supreme Lending. Mark and Elise with Clario Real Estate.